Section 8E, Honor Guard Protocol, Distinguished Visitors and Military Ceremonies, Base Honor Guard Program. The primary mission of the Base Honor Guard Program is to employ, equip, and train Air Force members to provide professional military funeral honors for regular Air Force, retired members, and veterans of the U.S. Air Force. The Base Honor Guard Program is a mandatory Air Force program and is the responsibility of the installation commander. Members are usually volunteers from the installation host and tenant units, with selections generally coming from the installation's airman basic to technical sergeant pool. The Base Honor Guard emphasizes the importance of military customs and courtesies, dress and appearance, and drill and ceremonies. The origins of the Base Honor Guard can be traced to May 1948, when the Headquarters Command, U.S. Air Force, directed the creation of an elite ceremonial unit comparable to those of the other services. The first Base Honor Guard was activated within the 1100th Air Police Squadron, Bowling Field, Washington District of Columbia, and was responsible for maintaining an Air Force ceremonial compatibility in the National Capital Region. However, other Air Force installations worldwide approach ceremonial responsibilities and military funeral honors quite differently. In January of 2000, public law was implemented providing for all veterans to receive, at a minimum, a funeral ceremony that includes the folding of a U.S. flag, presentation of the flag to the veteran's family, and the playing of taps. Protocol defined. Protocol is the set of rules prescribing good manners in official life and in ceremonies involving governments and nations and their representatives. Protocol is an internationally recognized system of courtesy and respect. Protocol for the military and government agencies is a code of traditional precedence, courtesy, and etiquette in manners of military, diplomatic, official, and celebratory ceremonies. Military protocol encompasses the knowledge, accumulation, and application of established service customs. In modern practice, protocol combines the traditional codes of conduct with contemporary etiquette and courtesy. The goal is to avoid disputes, insults, embarrassment, and distractions by following a set of objective and generally accepted criteria. As times change, so do the manners of the people. Protocol must keep pace with developing official life. Though only a guide, the following sections will help you avoid protocol pitfalls. Distinguished Visitors DV A DV may be defined as any 1. General or Flag Officer 2. Government officials with rank equivalent to a Brigadier General or higher 3. Foreign military officer or civilian designated a DV by the Undersecretary of the Air Force for International Affairs SAF forward slash IA backslash IA and four visitor or group designated by the commander. Also persons of lower rank but in certain positions may be given DV status. At base level for example colonels, civilians equivalents and the command chief master sergeant may be designated as DV by the commander. Many distinguished dignitaries military and civilian domestic and foreign Visit Air Force installations for festive occasions and official business. Reducing the frequency of ceremonial honors rendered official visitors at field installations is of high importance. In the interest of economy and efficiency, such ceremonies as parades, 
honor cordons, motorcades, and other ceremonies that involve large numbers of airmen and equipment will be held to an absolute minimum when officials entitled to such honors visit military installations. In general, full honors are reserved for statutory appointees and general or flag officers of the military services, foreign dignitaries, and occasions where ceremonies promote international goodwill. The installation commander determines which type of honors are rendered. Enlisted personnel are frequently appointed as project NCOs for ceremonies, officials at social events, or escorts for visiting DVs. Project NCOs represent their organization or their base and are responsible for assisting DVs. A smooth visit requires planning before the visit. Review AFI 34-1201 and AFPAM 34-1202 for further guidance on responsibilities and proper procedures. Contact guests beforehand to find out if they desire special arrangements. The base protocol office may also need to know guest transportation needs. Other duties may include pre-registering guests, meeting them upon arrival, and escorting them to their next destination. Place a tentative itinerary and welcome package in the guest quarters. Include such items as a recent base newspaper, unit or base history, telephone numbers of base facilities, maps of the base and local area, and most importantly, the visit point of contact information. Also appropriate are biographies on the installation or host commander and command chief master sergeant, host professional military education commandants and program managers, and chief master sergeants and first sergeants, in the case of a senior enlisted DV, such as the chief master sergeant of the Air Force. Include instructions on operating difficult-to-use appliances or machines, using the telephone system and computer connection information in the guest quarters. Give a thorough pre-briefing to the guest speaker at a special function, such as dining in. Guests may have several commitments other than the primary project. If so, make sure they have schedules that allow time for meetings, telephone calls, meals, changes of clothes, coffee breaks, occasional rest periods, and transportation. Common practice is to leave two hours between the end of the day activities and the start of evening functions. Determine transportation time by physically traveling from place to place before the schedule is set. Allow extra time for boarding vehicles and transferring baggage or luggage. For large official parties, be sure to brief all drivers on the schedule and give explicit directions so they can operate independently if they become separated. Ensure they dry run the routes to avoid delays due to roadwork, stoplight outages, or road closures. Arrange the lodging checkout time and bill payment method. Arrange flight meals if the guests are leaving by military aircraft and desire this service. Smooth visits can make a lasting positive impression. If you run into difficulty or have questions, do not hesitate to contact the base protocol office. A DV's visit is an important event in the day-to-day life of an organization. Everyone wants to make a good impression whether the visitor is a representative of Congress, foreign dignitary, or city mayor. Problems with these visits are avoided through strict attention to detail from the pre-planning for arrival to luggage handling, dinner arrangements, and departure plans. Remember, you never get a second chance to make a good first impression. General Information The Enlisted Corps has a variety of programs to recognize individuals for outstanding performance, achievements, contributions, and promotions to the senior non-commissioned officer grades. 
AFI 36-2805, Special Trophies and Awards, provides information on a variety of programs but is not all-inclusive. Senior non-commissioned officers should become familiar with the induction of newly promoted master sergeants into the top three. They should also become familiar with the Order of the Sword Ceremony. Reference AFI 36-2824, Order of the Sword Programs, and Retirement Ceremonies. Order of the Sword Background The Order of the Sword is patterned after an order of chivalry founded during the Middle Ages, the Swedish Royal Order of the Sword. The rank of NCO was established in the early 12th century. In 1522, Swedish King Gustavus I enjoined the nobleman commissioned by him to appoint officers to serve him. Those appointed were accountants, builders, craftspeople, teachers, scribes, and others conducting the daily kingdom affairs. The system worked so well, it was incorporated into the Swedish army as a way to establish and maintain a cohesive, disciplined, and well-trained force. This force ensured the protection of lives and property in the kingdom. Ancient NCOs would honor their leader and pledge their loyalty by ceremoniously presenting him with a sword. The sword, a symbol of truth, justice, and power rightfully used, served as a token for all to see and know that here was a leader among leaders. The ceremony became known as the Royal Order of the Sword. The first recorded use in the U.S. was in the 1860s, when General Robert E. Lee was presented a sword by his command. The Current Ceremony The Royal Order of the Sword Ceremony was revised, updated, and adopted by Air Force NCOs in 1967. The Order of the Sword was established by the Air Force Enlisted Force to recognize and honor military senior officers, colonel or above, and civilian equivalents for conspicuous and significant contributions to the welfare and prestige of the Air Force, Enlisted Force mission effectiveness, as well as the overall military establishment. The Order of the Sword is the highest honor and tribute NCOs can bestow upon an individual. Approved Swords The only approved swords are at the Air Force level, Air Force Sword, and Major Command level, Major Command Sword. The Air Force Sword is reserved for those deserving senior leaders who serve outside the Major Command structure. The Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force maintains the Air Force Sword. The Major Commands maintain the Major Command Swords and ensure they are reserved for those deserving senior leaders who serve or have served within the awarding Major Command. Each major command establishes additional guidelines not already covered in AFI 36-2824. An Order of the Sword Executive Committee is responsible for developing guidelines, nomination procedures, approval or disapproval of any nomination submitted, and protocol of the induction ceremony. The committee must also approve the nomination. The Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, or Major Command's Command Chief Master Sergeant, depending on level of award, is known as the keeper of the sword and usually chairs the committee. Nomination and Selection NCOs wishing to nominate a qualified officer or civilian for induction into the Order of the Sword should contact their Command Chief Master Sergeant and refer to AFI 36-2824 for processing procedures. Note, do not inform the nominee of the possible induction. The nomination folder should include a cover memorandum, biographical sketch, and brief justification. Ensure the nomination is thorough enough so the committee can carefully weigh the individual's merits.
The Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, or Major Command Chief Master Sergeant, depending on level of award, informs the nominating organization of the decision and provides appropriate guidance and procedures as necessary. Preparation for the Ceremony Once the nomination is approved, a ceremony committee will form and begin planning the ceremony. Preparations required for the Order of the Sword Ceremony are similar to those for the dining in discussed in this chapter. Host NCOs are responsible for planning, executing, and paying for the ceremony. This includes the dinner, awards, and presentations to be made to the honoree, ceremonial equipment, such as individual swords, and printed proclamations. Induction Ceremony This evening affair usually consists of a social period, formal dinner, and induction ceremony. The required dress is the mess dress or semi-formal uniform. The ceremony should be well rehearsed to reflect formality, dignity, and prestige. Four key participants have speaking parts and other duties. The Chief Master Sergeant of the Mess, First Sergeant, Duty Sergeant, and Sergeant at Arms. Major command directives provide specific guidance for NCOs serving in these positions. Permanent Recognition in the Order of the Sword The Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force maintains the official list of Order of the Sword recipients. Each sponsoring command maintains a Master Sword designed for their ceremonies. This sword is on display at each command's headquarters. A nameplate commemorating the command's induction is affixed to its Command Master Sword. Conclusion Military customs and courtesies are proven traditions, acts of respect and courtesy, and signs of the mutual respect and fraternity that exist among military personnel. Military customs and courtesies play an extremely important role in building morale, esprit de corps, discipline, and mission effectiveness. This chapter outlines customs and courtesies, providing an extensive but not all-inclusive outline of what makes the Air Force and the people special. These ceremonies represent many customs and traditions of our Air Force heritage. They are very real aspects of life and, in the aggregate, form the special culture and lifestyle uniquely characteristic of the military profession. This guidance is offered to empower you with the knowledge that can add comfort to your daily social interactions. Apply using common sense. The guidelines in this chapter can help avoid protocol pitfalls.